Welcome to The Biz Show, sponsored by Invest Choir, and now your host, Barry and Lisa. Hi, Barry. How are you? Lisa, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing pretty darn good. I have you, no complaints. You look great today. Well, thank you. That's a very big compliment. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh, always, always. <laughs> Welcome to The Biz Show, everybody. Welcome to The Biz Show, uh, episode number four, uh, Trends in Business Ownership on Entrepreneurship. Yeah, it's the big hustle, right? To get rich quick. <laughs> That's what everybody's looking for, right? How do I get money in my I wallet? No, it's like, how do we do this? And let's do it quick, right? Time is of the essence, which is what we're going to talk about today. It is. And, you know, um, there's a lot of hot trends kind of reshaping the landscape. Of becoming uh, an entrepreneur, right? Right, right. Yeah. Uh, again, about business ownership and entrepreneurship. And you want to be successful, so we want to give you some tips on what to um, have on top of your mind when you are going into business or starting your own company. So let's yeah, get to it. Let's get to it. So the first one is, is probably the, the biggest trend of all right now is micropreneurship. Micro sounds small. It is small. Yeah. You could also think of it as solopreneurship, right? Or the solopreneur. Right. You got an idea you and got you want to, you want to start a business around it. Exactly. Right. You do. Um, these are small businesses that are like Etsy shops. You may operate it from your home. You probably do. Yeah. You know, home bakeries. Maybe you're you're doing. I, I know a couple of people that actually do cupcakes they love and stuff to like bake, that. Yes. And they just start experimenting in their home, yeah. and then all of a sudden you see them selling it on Instagram or through Etsy, like you said, their home-based products. Facebook, right? Instagram. I've, I've had, I got a neighbor that does it and I had to have them stop because if not, I'm going to weigh 300 pounds <laughs> from you, all the cupcakes oh, they're making. Oh, you had to taste them. Of course. So she would know from your taste buds whether they're sellable or not. Yeah. Well, I've given her all the information she needs. She doesn't need to come back anymore. I love them to death, but uh, I can't afford the calories that go along with them, right? Sounds like a pretty sweet deal to me. It is. So you're operating these businesses solely, perhaps with your husband or wife helping you. Yep. Or your child at home. And you're able to sell it to the marketplace through what? Through social media? Basically, a lot of social media stuff, right? Your neighbors. <laughs> um, and, and on the internet, Etsy, right? Etsy shops, so on and so forth. Maybe you've got jewelry and you're doing jewelry and you're selling that jewelry through Etsy. There's a lot of Etsy shops out there, right? And you know what? The market and the public love to shop on their phones because they don't have time to go drive to a store and they don't want to deal with traffic. So these businesses are quite successful. Yes, they are. It's quite, you know, it started out as a side gig, but it's really turned into a full-time job for a lot of these people. Because of social media, because, because of the ability to market it. Well, well, the thing is, is on the marketing piece, you just, you just really hit the uh, nail on the head. Marketing this is really, it's the cost of entry into the market now with technology is so cheap next to nothing yeah i, I mean, mean basically we, you throw up a web a, 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 um, a facebook page or whatever and you start selling your product yeah. and so yeah so it's really basically free like we don't have to pay to market the product um we maybe have to pay in the you know the product itself and put out the the money um to make these things well, but there's always a cost there's always an outlay right? yeah mm -hmm. 
there's always a cost. Not only that, but the shipping piece of it, whatever the case might be, those are going to be some costs incurred too. But that's anywhere you go. Big business has to spend that cost too, right? You got to make the product. You got to ship the product. And as a solopreneur, a um, micropreneur, you uh, um, going to incur the same cost. Some but, of these micropreneurs do turn it into um, like a brick and mortar situation where they do go out and expand because they're doing well from their um, social media marketing and, and word of mouth. And so then they're able to expand the company if they have that vision to grow bigger. And then they do enter into like maybe a storefront, whatnot, right? Yeah, a storefront and hire employees, and right? That's how so you grow your business. That's, you know, a, an easy way to kind of build your business and get your business started. Correct. Oh, an example of that would be my daughter, Nicole, who I mentioned on a previous podcast, yes. starting the business from her home and using Instagram as her main source of getting clientele. And she's doing quite well and her business is growing every day. There you go. So number two. Number two, green, right? Think green, green money. entrepreneurship. <laughs> yeah, money. But this isn't money. No. This is this actually is like solar. This is about sustainability, right? right. Yes. Um, core values, um, eco-friendly, friendly businesses, health conscious. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, there's a big shift from global warming and stuff like that. Now everybody knows, yeah, it pretty much is happening. It's happening. And mm -hmm. now what are we going to do about it? And younger generations, they almost demand their employers are involved in this and you know how many they times have you yeah they'll select a job basically right to make sure they line up with their core values exactly, right exactly exactly yeah. how many times have you driven by schools now and, and you see they popped in the up parking solar lot, panels solar panels everywhere you yeah know, you park your car underneath it and away and go to school it's a very visible reminder that this is occurring and um and so then when we're shopping, like at Costco, you mentioned like they have bamboo sheets. And when I was in Hawaii, you know, I, once, was, I was like, yeah, what are bamboo sheets? <laughs> I'm like, that's got to hurt. But no, I was checking it out. They're nice and they soft. They are the softest sheets. I actually own them. Last, oh, you own some? I love them. So, Forget about 5,000 count. I mean, we're talking bamboo <laughs> sheets. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, I, I, I saw them last week at Costco. There was a, a person set up selling it and I... I was like, bamboo sheets and pillowcases, what's this? Wow, I was impressed. You know, and then, you know, companies are now recycling plastics and stuff like that and melting them up and reusing them and stuff like that. So, you know, there's that whole cycle of what are you doing to help the world be green? Yes. And, and mm -hmm. really reduce that carbon footprint down to uh, at least as far down as you possibly can exactly and you know bringing up plastic i mean that's just there's so much research now behind like drinking water out of plastic water bottles oh yeah right? yeah you know and uh, so and there's health there's health awareness around that there's something out in the pacific ocean a garbage patch or something like that that's wow right yeah i, yeah. I, I saw that this is a, a maybe a year or two ago but there's this big 
circular patch of just garbage. Terrible. That in is the so ocean. upsetting. And so we need to get away from the plastic. We need to be more eco-friendly. We are thinking of that from a health standpoint because so many cancers are developing. Yes. And we're trying to figure out where is this coming from, nature versus nurture, the environment or your hereditary gene. And so there's a huge awareness and studies going on on a daily basis. So that's what we're seeing out there is just so much marketing around that. You know, absolutely right. You know, and one of the things, I'm ex-military, right? So I was in Navy. I was on board aircraft carriers flying helicopters. And back in the 1980s, this was not anything that was thought about. Nobody talked about it. After the aircraft carriers and cruise ships and everyone else, after they got 20 miles out to sea, they would just throw their garbage overboard. Are you serious? Yes. They would do that? That's what you're talking about, that patch in the ocean. Yeah. Well, you know, we would sit there and you'd have your garbage and you, you know, you you use a knife and you poke a hole in the garbage bag and you just toss it over the fantail. Would that be called ignorance? (laughs) <laughs> well, I don't think it was necessarily ignorance. It was just... We were not enlightened yet. We didn't know. Yeah. We didn't know any better. You know, how did I say... I've always said this. How do you know what you don't know if you don't know what you don't know? Exactly. Well, now we, now we do know. It's like throwing your chewing gum or something out your car window when you're on the freeway. Like, yeah. now you get fined for that, right? You know... I've seen a lady once threw a whole banana peel out the window. I was like, what is going on? And, you know, and... Um, she was like, well, the birds will eat it. Will they? <laughs> I don't know. I just was like, okay. Well, Maybe she used to be a Navy pilot. N- well, wait a minute now. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Well, maybe, I maybe never that threw a banana Barry. peel out my helicopter window. <laughs> Sorry, that didn't happen. Oh, I know. Um, People are silly sometimes, but we won't go there. But, you know, the thing is, is, is really what this is, is evolving, right? So we've learned from our past experiences, and now we're adapting new procedures and policies to make sure that that doesn't happen again. Yes, we're on the so, cutting edge. So now cruise ships and carriers, they hold their trash, and then they dump it when they get in port. Properly. It's yeah. still going to a landfill, Yes. but you know, there's technologies in landfills of how they're trying to you know, minimize those. Yeah. And, you know, down the street here there was a landfill and now guess what they're building homes on them exactly which is kind of scary yeah i don't want to dig a swimming pool and all of a sudden <laughs> here's i'm digging up people's trash <laughs> but but they find a way to, to uh, decompose it and, and things like that so yeah we're Human getting awareness it's very important we're getting there are we there yet no we're not but we will be soon it's an ongoing battle it is mm-hmm. ever learning but process i always say information is power knowledge is power knowledge is power i've always thought that mm-hmm. i mean i'm a sponge i enjoy learning stuff yes and, i do too and how to uh, operate more efficiently and correctly and more appropriate for the environment and yeah. also your health well yeah you know at my age i still learn things every day i, I try to make a point to, to learn something new every day well, as an example, we were told to eat a serving of meat, fruits, and vegetables. Yeah, right? well, guess what? And now it's like, don't eat too much meat. <laughs> the per- so I'm, st- I'm still a meat and potatoes type of guy, right? I still like me a nice T-bone steak and mashed, mashed potatoes live or baked potatoes. Live off the potato. land, like the Native American Indians. Yeah. They lived off the land, you know, and they lived for years and decades. I, I had a friend who's a, a, a vegetarian, vegan. Yes. And I told him, you know, you should thank me because I'm eating... <laughs> 
the animals, animals that, that eat your food. Vegetables. Yes, so I'm I'm getting rid of the middleman Don't for you. Don't look at me like that, Ross. <laughs> I'm doing yeah. you a favor. Exactly. <laughs> so. Well, let's move on. We're having too much fun today. We are. So number so, three. So this next one, number three, is... Oh, that's a hot topic. It is a very hot topic. It and it's a some scary topic. Well, We've we're actually, not familiar with it. That's why. True. It's, and and we just talked to somebody right who is, is very concerned about this. And we are, too. Well, and that Barry is, put it out there. He put it AI. out there on our Biz Show Facebook I did. page. And it did um, create a really wonderful conversation because I love hearing opposite viewpoints and, you know, different people's opinions and really respecting other people's opinions is where I come from. And so we all are not really too familiar with AI. Maybe we haven't really incorporated it into our business businesses or had been forced to use it yet but it is happening and it's it's happening at a fast pace now it's happening at a too fast pace it, that that's alarming and some concerns going on there but businesses i mean the thing is is this remember uh lance armstrong right and steroids and in football steroids and everybody was on steroids well, why are you on steroids because i have to keep up with everyone else who's on steroids in order to compete with them i have to be on steroids too that is a great analogy and the thing is, oh is my gosh. ai ai you need to adapt into your business in at some point but at what levels it's hard to say yeah we want to produce something so fast that we could like beat out the competition and ai does that and i mean that is what that ai is all about. can sit there and and build marketing for you or whatever the case might be in seconds whereas you used that you know have a whole marketing team would take them weeks to come up with something and i for one like i love to speak to a person like a, a human being and so i don't trust ai for that reason <laughs> well the human touch right yeah we all like human touch oh <laughs> thank you barry <laughs> you're that welcome felt so good didn't it <laughs> um but you know, the thing is, is AI is adapting so fast, it's hard to keep an eye on who's doing what and what AI can do. Well, my son might be using it for his homework in college. There you go. He better not be. Well, you know, <laughs> I'll be very I don't know if that's cheating or not. Right? I don't know. Not these days. But AI does. I, here's where AI can really shine in business, right? Take those tedious tasks and, and the things that are time consuming and free up the human person to do more quality things and more human things by interfacing with other humans and let the AI handle the back-end things, right? Like perhaps data analysis, right? You give it a set of data points and let it go analyze, pull out the trends and stuff like that while you're conversing with your customers and everything else. So an optimistic way of thinking about that would be like, okay, so it's creating more time in your day, you're able to bring out the key points, and then you could personalize it, right? Right, That's right. That's how I would use it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we're going to dive into AI in the next couple episodes as well, and, and a couple other items as well. But... My biggest fear with it is all is just becoming a robot, you know, and never and not having the human touch anymore. So that's where I have resistance to it, because I am I love to personalize things and just hit yeah. points. Well, you and I are yeah. people, people, right? Mm -hmm. When I say people, people, we enjoy sitting in front, talking to people, mm -hmm. and in interjecting, and conversing with them, and having that bonding between us. Right. So, We're with AI, you don't really get to do that. 
we're going to be like little R2-D2s oh. roaming around? <laughs> well, I, I would rather be an R2-D2 than a Terminator, right? Um, oh because gosh. a Terminator scares me. There's going to be a lot of Terminators out there. Oh, God, help us all. Yes. So the next topic is, is kind of keeping in that saying with AI is True. blockchain, yeah. right? The, the decentralization. So blockchain in itself, you know, it's it's an old terminology. It's not it's not an old terminology. It's a new terminology, but it's an old technology that's kind of been revamped. And I'm just going to go tip of the iceberg on this stuff to kind of explain it in layman's terms. But basically, it's like peer-to-peer -peer networking. And back in the 1990s, when um, you had to have a central hub computers station. were coming out for businesses, there was no servers, right? So they connected all these computers together. It was a peer-to-peer -peer network. Well, the blockchain is similar to that, but on a much grandiose scale, right? It's, it's thousands, hundreds of thousands of computers all connected. connected yes. And you're using the computing power of all of those. You're able to see the documents and data that those thousands of people are inputting and working from different locations, right? right. And able to connect in, in a way that's just what do they call that? They call that iCloud, if you're speaking in Apple terms. Well, it, it, it could be cloud-based, definitely. I mean, the biggest example of blockchain is cryptocurrency. Okay. Right? So cryptocurrency, yeah. Bitcoin, all of that oh, is in blockchain. And right. so it's all kept in a, a large blockchain, if you will, but on a peer-to-peer -peer network. And, you know, there's securities involved and stuff like that. And, and, yeah. and, and cryptology is involved to crypt, encrypt the data that's in there. And only you have that key to get to it. So even well, though... Well, we're still seeing data breach, though. We are I mean, seeing data it's breaches. It's very prevalent. But blockchain really hasn't been the uh, target. I mean, it, it is the target, but they haven't really pushed the barriers to bust into it yet. But you know what? We have a great web securities guy that actually deals with this on a day-to-day -day basis, data yes. breach for large corporations. And he is wonderful. He actually provides packages and like an insurance, if you will, to have him monitor your computers and your security system. So if you ever need a vendor like that, I have a fantastic client. He's an ex-client of mine and now friend, and he's part of our team and network. So feel free to reach out. Definitely, definitely so. Also, I wanted to mention, um, if you all remember 2020, the millennium, <laughs> how scared we were to lose our investments in banking institutions and people were like withdrawing their money, um, you know, due to this. Yeah. You know, it's Maybe funny. Lack of development with blockchain. I was I was involved and, and this is kind of uh, along the lines, but a little bit different. But I remember 1999 and we were moving into 2000. I was involved with several colleges and businesses about trying to figure out how um, we were going to move into the new millennium because the problem was the computers, the mainframes, and the PCs of the day only had two-digit years. Oh, right. So 99 was going to click over to 00. zero. But the problem is, is it already had hard-coded in 19 in front of it. Right. So everything was going to go back to 1900. So we had to go in and, and recode everything to get rid of that 19 and then make it a four-digit wow. so nobody lost any data because there was a, a problem 
and a theory that if you're in a bank and you get all your money deposited, you know, but all of a sudden it changes back to 1999, guess what? Your money's not there anymore because, right. you know, you're now 100 years prior to where That's you are what today. That's so scary. But you had yeah. firsthand experience with that. I did. So you I, worked I, on the back end of it. I worked on the back end of it. Yeah. So blockchain, you know, it's the stories really are not related that much, but in a sense, you know, they kind of follow the same suit. There you go. So the next topic is the sense and the power of community, right? And this really boils back to our first topic of the solopreneurs and the micropreneurs in a uh, community, right? You've got, you know, the lone wolf entrepreneur out there, so on and so forth. But, but you're networking. You are without networking. Without even realizing it. You got your social media. Guess what? LinkedIn is a big place, right? And, and I have over 4,000 people on my on LinkedIn, LinkedIn network. And, and it's such a fantastic way to communicate with other professionals without having to you know, drive to the location and set up meetings in person. It's just a great and, forum. And just to ask questions, right, of your peers, your peers and you know, perhaps mentors and coaches, to right? help you with How your business. Do you, if you don't know something, mm -hmm. it's very easy to put a question out there on LinkedIn and you're probably gonna get you know, a hundred answers, right? Some of them you're going to like, some of them you're probably not going to like, some of them might be accurate and some of them may be out to lunch. It's, it's up to you to kind of, but then know. there's a whole nother list of people that you could find on there. If you're, you know, looking to align with something that will help your business. I probably get about 25 to 30, uh, LinkedIn requests every day, uh, to connect. And, you know, and that's fantastic, right? I don't connect with everybody because they don't really kind of fit into what I'm looking to do or my business. But I also take a look. It's like I want to expand my network. And do I want this type of person in my network? And you just never know because it's all about branching out and creating, um, you know, uh, relationships. It is. In, in any business or industry. And, you know. Relationships are important in business because without relationships, you won't have customers. Without customers, you're not going to have cash flow. Exactly. You know, you got to have that. We all love to collaborate. <laughs> we do. So, so this next topic is kind of interesting, right? It's the subscription economy. And oh my gosh, if I looked at my phone right now, I probably have several subscriptions that I don't even use, but money is going out every month. You know, to these subscriptions and that we join because we one day we wanted to hear something and we right. just signed up for it and now we have a recurring bill. You do going out and that's that's exactly it, right? Yeah. And basically, SaaS SaaS is software as a service, and it's not just software anymore. It's platforms, right? Plat P A A S. I thought you were telling me I'm sassy. You are sassy. You've <laughs> always been sassy, but software as a service. Think about Microsoft. Right back, you know, years back, you, you used had to, to get the disc. You had to well, get the disc. We had to disc. drive to the store first. You had to drive to the store. You had to buy the disc. You had to install it on your computer. Bring it home. Wait you for it owned to install. it. It cost you two hundred and fifty dollars to buy it. Thing, yeah. You install it on computer. It's yours to use. Today, you still get Microsoft Office, but now you only have to pay fifteen bucks for it. And you buy it online. And you buy it online and download it onto your computer. We don't have to move you pay anymore. 15, it's <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, your car stays in the garage. Yeah. But you pay $15 a month every single month, year, er, month yeah. in and month out. Yeah. But here's the deal. You got to think about this, right? If you, if you buy Microsoft Office, and I'm just using that as an example. As an example. I'm, not, I'm not targeting them per se. 
but if you buy that at two hundred and fifty dollars, well, it's in, it's 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 permanently it's a it's a fixed cost. Yes. Software as a service is not a fixed cost. You're going to blow right through that two hundred and fifty dollars and keep on going. You know, in a couple of years, you might have paid seven hundred dollars for that for the exact same thing that you purchased that you know, you could years go ago. To the store and buy. Right. Yeah. So, so other examples of subscription. Adobe. Yeah. Adobe, you know, they have their cloud creative creative cloud services, which has all the suite of products in there. So it's got, you know, fireworks in there. It's got Adobe in there. It's got um, PDF, uh, Adobe Reader, and Writer in there. It's got all these different things. Light Show is in there. So you can do your podcasts. You can do your videos. Right. You can do all kinds of stuff. You pay, I, I think. CRM systems. Yeah. It's a great example. It's, CRMs is a yeah. great example. And you just pay for, you know, whatever X amount of dollars a month and it's there. But, you know, you got to yeah, keep that paying. That list is endless. If you, don't, if you don't keep paying, then you lose your data. Exactly. <laughs> right? So you got to make sure you got to keep paying. But that's it, right? So the subscription economy, that is a big trend. And you know, you'll see a lot of the big brick and mortar companies, the Microsoft, Apple, Adobe, They've all gone to that model. So to this point, I had um, a lady approach me to, to purchase a business. Uh -huh. And we were talking about this specific industry of um, like a dance studio where you could take Zumba classes and exercise fitness uh -huh. classes from a teacher. And um, we were talking about subscriptions and packages and you not know, having to like physically be there and monitor the dance studio, but actually set up a, a phone app to where they can purchase the package that, th that they want and have a calendar tied to it and take these classes at the, at the location. Yeah. And that would be a subscription and a way to um, get business. So I told her that Barry has um, the experience and the service that he can offer to set that phone app up for her mm -hmm. so that she could operate her business at a more efficient way and also be able to offer that to, to her service, to her clients. You know, and, and, and that's a good example in the fact mm -hmm. that so we do that for you, just so that you know. <laughs> we do that back-end stuff. That's, you know, so so with Investquire, right? So, yes, we are business brokers buying and selling businesses, mergers and acquisitions, but we have management, business, and technology services also. Yes. And, and I just, those are some of those services that we do offer. You can check out our website at investquire.com. Go to the services page. Just scroll down to the bottom, and you'll see the different types, the three silos of the different services that we offer. Or if you like the human touch, just call us. <laughs> call us and talk to us, please. I would love to have you know, well, a conversation. Can look at that, give us a call, and then yes. we'll come out and meet with you or do a Zoom call, whatever the case might be. Yeah, we're here to deliver. I do like meeting in person. Yes. And I like the fact that right now, today, Lisa, you and I are in the same room having and right. doing this podcast instead of you someplace else and me someplace else yes, looking at it each other through the computer monitor disclaimer this is not an ai podcast this is not we talked about ai <laughs> we should have that on all of our podcasts <laughs> yes we are real people we are real people so the um, gig huh what's your next gig yeah that's it what's the so, gig so baby? topic number seven is yeah is gig economy Do we have right? to punch a time clock I don't. I don't. I haven't done that in years, decades. Well, that's that's really kind of what the whole gig economy is about, right? Yeah. It's about, again, Creating the solopreneur, yep. the micropreneur, but gig, taking on gigs 
is like taking on projects, yep. right? So you got a project here, project here, project here, and guess what? Freelancing. Yeah, it's freelancing. And you don't, you get to choose which projects you want to take. And you could expand your income because you could do several things without having to be hired by the corporation. Exactly. Well, so when you're hired by the corporation, the corporation dictates what you're going to do, right? From nine to and five. And you or... might not want to do it, but, you know, you're part of the company economy and, you know, you need to do it. Whereas if you back out, you become a solopreneur and you're doing gigs, you're looking at projects. You get to choose the projects you want to do and you get to pass on the projects you don't want to do. So how many times have you sat in the backseat of an Uber and you're thinking, I wonder what this guy did or does in addition to Uber driving, but he created another stream of income by taking on some extra clients and driving them to their locations through Uber, through this the Uber app. Yep. If I remind you, that's an app also. That is. And, um, and he's making money at it, right? And maybe he quit his nine to five job because he's making so much money. In fact, I did a financial analysis of a client that was looking to purchase a home and they were making 10 grand a month driving Uber. Really? So that was their nine to five. All right, maybe I need to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but you know, you hit the nail on the head or the head on the nail, however it goes. I think it's the nail on the head. I think it's the nail on the head, <laughs> yes. But Fiverr, right? Uber, DoorDash, those are all gig, right? So the gig economy where you Rover, are growing. Yeah. So side hustles, but these side hustles have turned into full-time gigs. And it allows you to be your own boss and have the work-life balance that we're all really striving to have because when we're, we are in the grind or sitting on the 405 in traffic, I mean, we are getting ourselves stressed. And again, the whole world is going green. We're going into health and nutrition and awareness of cancer and diseases that we could get. So that's why these outlets for these other streams of income are just so wonderful. We're in Southern California, so there's a lot of smog here. <laughs> and, you know, I tease some of my uh, friends that are at other places uh, in the United States that like, hey, I moved down here because I want to see the air I breathe. I want to know what's going <laughs> on in my lungs. I can see it. I'm in the bubble, okay? I live by the beach. It blows right over. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But, you know, you keyed in on that, right? And one of the key things is you don't punch a clock. You set your own hours. It's so if empowering. If you want to go in and work yeah. at 8 o'clock in the morning or 6 o'clock in the morning, you can. It's if you want to work at 2 in the afternoon, you can. Yes. You know, that's, or you could say, no, yeah. I'm not going to go drive the Uber. I'm not going to take that freelance project because I have too many things on my plate right now. So it's creating so much freedom and opportunity. is so It's wonderful. I'm it all about it. It is. Yeah. Uh, number eight is the hyper-local. So the right? key word in that is local. That is the key word. And what does that mean? Well, the trend is a lot of it. it so with the internet and, and everything, we've gone global. You can invite the people through the internet and networking and all the things that we've talked about right. to your local community. But there, there is um, a trend of really pushing back to the local economy, right? Um, people are starting to want authentic experiences and 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 touching and and face-to-face and -face communication of all the technology yes technology has created a, a void distant yeah a it's distance, a distance between a disconnect people. disconnect is yeah. the word i was looking for and covid really catapulted us into that you know we were really without people for almost a year or however long the shutdowns were they were on and off but so that is why people are really craving it you know, post COVID now. 
And so we're going into uh, wineries and breweries and finding all these different events that we could be face-to-face with people again. It's a wonderful thing, right? It is a wonderful thing. <clears throat> and, you know, I let, let me tell you a story here. I enjoy, and that's not necessarily a story, but, you know, my own personal preferences. If I'm going out to dinner at a restaurant and I got a choice of a chain like Applebee's Applebee's or Chili's or the local mom pa store on the corner, I'm going to 80% of the time, I'm going to choose the local mom pa store because I... You're supporting your I, community. Supporting the community. I, I know them. They're my neighbors. You know, we're yes. it together. And if I'm going to the big chains, well, who knows where that money's going? It's probably going to go line the pockets of the executives of those corporations and stuff like that. Yeah, so that's, that's So good. I want to try and keep the money local if I can. And I want to make sure that I'm supporting my local people. Because, and, and I, I say that wholeheartedly in the fact that I want to make sure that that business doesn't shut down, right? Right. I want to keep them energized and going and, and making money because that also hires people. They got employees and, you know, that all, I mean, all, all companies and businesses have employees, but this is my next door neighbors that I'm employing if I go there. And on the consumer side of that experience, as you said, it's so inspiring to see that this family started this business and they put in the the hard sweat blood Blood, and tears blood sweat and tears yeah and they really enjoyed it's their passion so from a consumer standpoint it's inspiring it actually creates you know ideas for me to you know do another business myself or passion it's all about passion i want to branch into another industry so i think it's wonderful to support the local businesses it is and, and the last the last piece, uh, uh, well, not the last one. We still got two more to go, right? So number nine is wellness, mental wellness. Um, you know, when, when I've been the past CEO of several different companies, and I am different than most CEOs, right? I see um, employees as assets to the company. However, most CEOs and CFOs see employees as liabilities because that's the biggest line on the P&L is payroll. So when the tough gets going, they start cutting that line, which is employees and, and doing layoffs. Well, I, employees weren't treated that greatly, you know, back in the day. It was more about the you know, production and are they showing up? And there was like maybe a lack of compassion and... Appreciation, there, there is. Right? So I have always been, as a people person, I like to connect with all my employees, all the way from you know somebody who might be the janitor, all the way you know to the CFO or the board of directors. So I was always on the floor every day talking to everybody, making sure that they had the resources and the tools they need. And now let's you talk were about above, then you were ahead of the trend because the trend now is to provide resources in the workplace like we have in my office a um uh, a foosball table or something like that we have a couch with a television and a full stocked refrigerator like we have corporations that are having gym facilities with free gym members corporations now bringing in gyms they even have masseuses come in on a certain day to give their employees free massages and stuff like that right yeah you just it's all about the wellness of the employees because and they want them to be more efficient and productive. And so if they do have 
you know, that available to them, then they're going to have a happier employee, right? Exactly. And it promotes the work-life balance. So, you know, those are things that the new employees are demanding corporations provide. Yeah, and I've always been um, self-employed, but, you know, now corporations provide mental health days, whereas they only gave you a vacation. Yeah. Paid vacation. So now there's mental health days that you could take and... Um, like I said, stress management classes. I have a guy that actually goes into um, businesses and he says, whoever wants to come in the class during lunch, he does like a yoga and breathing exercise class just to kind of, you know, de-stress and decompose from the morning that you had, you know, working. And it's just great because then you go back to work feeling great, right? You do. You know, I remember in California, some of my older jobs, uh, you get vacation, right? You get two weeks a year. Right. And there used to be a time in California that you could sell that vacation time back. Right. And I've done it a couple times, and I've always regretted doing it because I really needed you the downtime. You should have taken the vacation, Barry. I should have taken it. But instead, I took the money, which was another <laughs> week's or two weeks' worth of pay, right? Because you are you have a love for work and you're passionate about it, so it's not really feeling like work to you. My work is, yeah, it's, I, I enjoy my there work. There needs to be more people like you. Yeah, well, Another thing that companies are doing are like team building events. They'll take you out yes. you know, for the day out of the office. And so you could really connect and um, learn about the people that you're working with on your team. I used to do um, team building events. We used to go out and race go-karts. How so fun. We had, that, that was fun, man. Yeah. We really had a blast. But we created, you know, uh, companies, softball teams. Right. We went golfing. We played tennis. We did all kinds of Picnics different things. or barbecues. That yeah. it just kind of gets people out and kind of gets them interacting with one another outside of the workplace. Yes. So you can have a more cohesive work environment. Well, you get to know your, your fellow employees and kind of what makes them tick. And yeah. then also that can help you understand how they're motivated and how them to understand how you're motivated. <laughs> exactly. There's a lot of positives. Right. So and the last one is what? Lifelong learning. And I'm a prime example of that, right? I'm an old guy. Yeah. And I still learn everything every day, right? Matter of fact, I just signed up for a class. Uh, online. Online. Yeah. It's a 13-week class, and it's, it's a pretty intense class, but... I still enjoy learning, and I don't think you're ever too old not to learn. Yes, exactly. That's what I said earlier. Knowledge is power, and that's really key to developing um, your yourself in any work industry. I mean, you really want to continue being ahead of the game and knowing what, what you could do to expand yourself, right? Right. Well, you know, I have my post-secondary teaching credentials, and I used to teach uh, business and I used to teach uh, uh, computer sciences at some very well-known uh, colleges and universities. And, but still, I learned too. Just because I was a teacher and an instructor doesn't mean that I know everything. No, because technology is changing on a second-by-second -second basis. Exactly. And technology, you know, it's funny that you said that because technology every six months is refresh. So if you buy technology today, six months from now, it's outdated. It's, it's Jurassic Park. Yeah, just like our, our cell phones. Yeah, yep. and it's a doorstop. <laughs> just hold the door open with it. <laughs> I know, it's so frustrating, but it's also wonderful. It is. Uh, but you do need to take the classes and invest the time. So when you invest in yourself, you're, it brings you a whole you just, arena of, re of rewards. You just said it, you're yeah. investing in yourself. So yeah, take those online classes learn more about your industry or even something that 
is unrelated to your industry and just expand your mind, expand your thinking. Enjoy. You know, my wife, she loves ancestry and, and digging in the family history and stuff. And, and she gets all that information I call her, the internet? She's she's my dirt digger, right? <laughs> so she's digging up bones. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's what I say. Oh, you're digging up bones today. <laughs> but, man, that's her passion, right? And so I now she's it. taking some classes and learning some stuff. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, there's always time to learn something. That's very cool. That's a great example. Well, listen, that's it for us today on this podcast. And uh, we want to thank you guys for tuning in and listening. Thank you all for listening to our podcast. We're seeing the... Um, the level of listeners go up every day, every we week, are. as we've been now doing these podcasts. This is week four. This is week. This is episode number four. By the way, we've got like eighty-nine of these set up. I know. So, so we're going to be around a while. Lots of topics to to learn from. You go, you name the topics are going to go from business to to um, HR to marketing to sales to finance, insurances. Yes, a, a little bit of everything. And, um, and we learn from you. So the more that you comment on our Facebook pages, the Biz Show page, or we get to meet you in person at, a, at an event here locally, I mean, it just, it just helps us um, become more cutting edge as well. Yes, please. You know, if you've got a topic that you want to hear about, let us know. And we, we can, you know, make sure that we can include that in our um, lineup of shows for you guys. And you can reach us at, you know, investchoir.com or on the Biz Show Facebook page. Uh, you'll find Lisa and me there, and you, we will answer you. And we'll you know, have some topics that we can discuss and figure out what we're gonna do next. Sounds like a plan. Have it a is. great day, everybody. Thank you, guys. Signing you guys on. enjoy and have a great day.